during episodes. Yeah. Yeah. I would imagine that'd be uh, it's tough. The, uh, the, you would miss that, you know. Steve had a glass of champagne. We were having crepes in Japan because I was tired of Japanese food. And I was like, a French restaurant. And then he got himself a glass of beautiful champagne. And I was like, you're a monster. I had one sip and I was like, oh. <laughs> I had a bunch of champagne last night at a party we went to and I felt like shit really? this morning. Because it hits you harder and fa- well, faster. Well, I haven't been drinking as much lately just because we're uh, on the stupid diet thing. So What kind of diet? We are uh, doing intermittent fasting. How intermittent? So we do 36 hours of eating and then 24 hours of not eating. <gasps> so. <laughs> it sucks. It sucks. But I've lost like 15 pounds. So wow. it's like. How's your energy levels? Oh, I'm fine. I'm really? Great. Yeah. I thought I'd be really like. but So it's like one night and one day of not eating anything. Basically, it's like eating dinner and then not having anything until dinner the next night. Oh, that's actually totally doable. It's really not that bad. Because fuck breakfast and eh, lunch. I don't really do breakfast anyway. Yeah, no, me neither. And the book that we're, we kind of took this from was very much like, oh, yeah, don't. If you don't feel like eating, then don't eat. Don't feel obligated to eat breakfast. Well, yeah. Which that's I was good like, advice. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that because I fucking hate breakfast. Well, and do you like super enjoy your dinner then? Yeah. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, we made, uh, I got nice thick grass-fed steaks mm. on Friday. Mm. And all oh, they were fucking <sighs> delicious. That sounds so good. So welcome, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> that wasn't to... all on the podcast. Oh, right? that was all recorded. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I wouldn't have been like, let's have diet chat. Welcome to Food Stuff, the podcast. Oh, it's no, always it's, Food Stuff. We're, we're going to someday, we're going to get a food podcast going. Because it just seems natural for us. But I feel like, will it be a good food podcast? I or will it just be like, a good one. It'll pizza, just be us being like, that. oh my God, I just had this the other day. <laughs> and dude, it was so fucking good. Like, that's just, that's the podcast right there. It's like five minutes pop and it's the best thing ever. I feel like maybe people who are stoned might enjoy to listen to that. Or that might be torture for them. I don't know. <laughs> that's what I have to do. I have to watch uh, It's Always Sunny Stoned. I haven't done that yet. It's pretty awesome. I'm sure it's amazing. <laughs> oh my God. I know I'm so late to the fucking no, party. No, it's just adorable because usually you're actually on the cusp of embracing me. Oh back. yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I'm on the cutting edge, baby. <laughs> this is like if somebody started talking about Harry Potter. I just discovered this <laughs> Harry Potter thing. It's Are like, you guys oh. aware of this Harry Potter thing? I've been living under a rock for 25 years. <laughs> I saw a great um, Harry Potter burlesque act last Ooh, night. Very it nice. was hysterical. It was so well done. Nice. Yeah. But I'm glad you're enjoying It's Always Sunny. It's I one of my favorites. I adore it, like, so much. But now I'm going to say the name of the podcast people are actually listening Oh, good to. idea. So welcome to Oof, I Wrote That. <laughs> no, it's been a while. We've been a while since we've been able to do this. So we're we're very chatty right at the beginning yeah, here. we missed each other. So it is Erica and Sheila hanging out with you for the next uh, hour or so. Uh, and yeah, just get ready for a whole bunch of random ass shit. Cause... Oh, God, and a bunch of nonsense. <laughs> There's so much. There is you know exciting stuff that happens in my book with murders and massacres but these are not those scenes is there a proper massacre in your book well define massacre this is getting dark i know <laughs> like how many people do you do you kill i think there's a lot of what do you call it red shirts brown shirts red shirts red shirts brown shirts are nazis sure. red shirts are red shirts are is a trekker a trekky term trekker Wow, Eric. Yeah, I'm on the cutting edge, baby. <laughs> One of them Star Trekkers. That Star Trek show. Oh, God. <laughs> I was never into Star Trek. Don't give a shit. Star Wars for life, hon. Um, Star Trek Voyager, okay. I mean, I watched it. It was it was watchable. I'm not going to say. Like, uh, if uh, Next Generation is on, I'm not going to turn it off. No. You know, but it's not something I seek out actively. No. Um, but red shirt, yes, that's a, that's a Star Trek term. Yeah. So I think a lot of red shirts die in... Do you not remember the last massacre scene? It was bad. But it wasn't really a massacre. It was like a, it was a beatdown. It was a beatdown. It, was, right. a it was a melee. grievous beatdown. Exactly. <laughs> oh, 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 when does Wolf Halleck come back? I feel like we've gone a really long time. Wolf Halleck? Yes. I don't know. That's I don't think he goes to school, so. Well, why not would Wolf Halleck soon? have to go to school? Well, to get his doctorate. Yeah, he doesn't need that <laughs> shit, man. He's better than that. He's better than that. He's a self-taught man. <laughs> man beast i think it's magnificent teutonic man beast <laughs> is how we we uh classified him i feel so. like he probably at least went to art school in germany for like a year is he like 45 and the rest of them are like <laughs> it would be amazing if it's just this random 45 year old dude just like kicking the shit out of these high schoolers like he came to america just to mess with these kids <laughs> and he just looks really young like oh i'm, I'm about this this is the, that's the new head cannon. all right i like it that's the fan and now speaking of reading way too much fan fiction lately how did you 
get yourself into a 600 page fan fiction well it was one of those things where i was like okay i don't like reading shit fan fiction which i think you can you can also attest to fair shit fan fiction is the fucking worst because it's like i've wasted all of this time Mm -hmm. you know i thought maybe it would be good but then it's just like do you not know though from the beginning usually you do but that's a that's a fair statement but i feel like you have to sift through so much bullshit to find like a good one so i recently watched pacific rim again which is an amazing movie and then we watched uh, Pacific Rim Uprising, which Wait, is the... Is it a good, good movie or like a campy, silly good movie? In this house, it is It is of the highest tiers. Okay. Um, if you enjoy giant robots beating the shit out of uh, giant monsters, I would recommend it to you. Charlie Day is also in the film. Okay. Two large selling points. Yes. Uh, it's a Guillermo del Toro movie. Oh. So it's very well thought out. Oh, okay. I fucking love it. It's okay. great and looks amazing on our television downstairs, not to brag. But um, uh, it was one of, uh, we saw it early on in our relationship, and it's one of those that we just absolutely, well, not really early on. I think it came out in 2013. So, like, that would be the year we got married, now that I'm doing the math. But anyway, it was one of those, uh, I don't know if you remember, but before we walked out for the wedding, uh, we were a little nervous, whatever, and then Bob uh, did the whole speech from the movie, the we're canceling the apocalypse thing. I don't remember that. He definitely shouted it. I probably didn't recognize it. Well. it. Probably not. But um, so it's a special place in our hearts. Aww. And then we watched the sequel that came out earlier this year. And it is dog shit. Oh, is it not Guillermo del Toro? No, he didn't come back okay. for it. Yeah. And like the main character from the first movie didn't come back. And they killed off the female lead like within the first 15 minutes. <laughs> I'm sorry. So it's like Mortal Kombat <laughs> Annihilation <laughs> in terms of sequels. Basically, yes. Okay. There's some interesting ideas there. Uh, uh, I would have preferred to see them kind of go forward with the the uh, power of true love saving Mr. Charlie Day. Um, but uh, uh, good ideas, horrible execution, mm. and we will probably never get a third one to see if they can bring it back. So what I chose to do was then go into the realm of the uh, fan fiction writers and be like, can you fix this for me? Can you fix it with fan fiction? And I found a like 500 and something page monstrosity that takes place after the first Pacific Rim, and it's so beautifully written, and just, it's wonderful. It's called Designations Congruent with Things. Interesting. And I fucking adore it. It And this chick had written, she's, like, not on the internet anymore for some reason. She, like, just, like, left. Wow. You know, and, like, took all of her shit down. So, Aww. like, there's people who have it archived, and they're like, oh, my God, you have to read this. Um... And she did, like, prequel stuff and, like, radio plays and, like, it's all, like, this top quality, like, amazing shit. So that's what I've been doing with my time. Because I'm a 34-year-old woman who still (laughs) fucking reads fan fiction. No shame in that. No, none at all. Uh, So if you are a Pacific Rim person, I would definitely recommend checking that fanfic out. But you probably already have because that's one of the... You know, because there's always that one in each of the fandoms. Yeah. And saying that now, I can't really think of one for another one, but... Well, we've already talked about... Is it Pawn to Queen? Oh, Pawn to Queen. But that was the one that was kind of in a probes, right? Yeah. Yeah. So maybe that's not the one. Maybe not. It was one of those that were, like, in that in that creepy vein. Yeah. You know? Where it's like... Oh, oh, yeah. We're doing this, really? That one never finished, either. Oh, disqualified. Yeah. Which always really, like, really, like, don't fucking do that. Like, finish your fucking story. Well, then somebody else can just do it as fan fiction fiction. Yeah, I guess that's true. So unsatisfying. Layers upon layers. What was that? <laughs> layers upon layers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a... From uh, Final Fantasy Tactics, that's what they say uh, before they cast one of the... Is it the haste spell? I'm, uh... Oof, wow. Okay. <laughs> So in the space of five minutes, I've admitted to spending the majority of the last two weeks reading uh, the obscure fan fiction, knowing uh, 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 obscure spells from Final Fantasy Tactics, and I'm sure there's something else in there, too. I mean, we all have our passions. We do. And it is it is the time of year to embrace those passions. Yeah, it's getting cold out. Yeah, uh, dark and cold, uh, yeah. rainy. So like, let's just like curl up and... Read some fucking Dragon Ball fan fiction. Okay. You know what I want to get into is The Haunting of Hill House. But everyone Dude, tells me, did you I like really it? want to see it. So oh, I haven't watched it. it yet. No. So everyone has told me it's great except for the ending. And I'm like, ugh, it's kind of... Yeah, but then like, okay, I like The Stand, but The Stand's oh. ending is fucking dog shit. Yeah, so. but The Stand is still worth the time. Right. I don't think so. 
No, I definitely you do. Think so, but I don't think it's the same thing like with the Mass Effect series. The Mass Effect mm-hmm. three had a pretty piss poor ending. Mm-hmm. It didn't bother me as much as it seemed to bother everybody else. It's a little ambiguous. It's a little cheap. Well, does that ending wrap up the whole trilogy, or is it just the ending for the third game? No, it's supposed to be the ending of the whole trilogy. Oh, see, well, that's yeah, that's tough. Well, no matter what they did, it wasn't going to satisfy everybody. So it was more like pick something and do it like to the best of your ability. Commit to it. And they didn't really. Mm-hmm. Uh, they wanted to keep it more ambiguous, and it's like, nah, dude, you just got to pick something. You just got to pick something. That's got to be it. Yeah, because they had that moral choice system in those games. Yes, and that's what I was going to say. Like, I feel like maybe ambiguous endings work better for things that you don't have a personal narrative stake in, that you have not made choices to. Yeah to reach this conclusion exactly and to me there was only one like proper choice but that's just the way that i played the character so mm-hmm. paragon oh yeah i always play paragon in this i thing. do too and i don't understand why i can't i don't one either because man be renegade for fucking like life you know like that's i can't what I, do it but no i can't not in those games the sense of guilt like bioshock i have never played bioshock through with killing any of the little girls i just can't live with myself i can't do it i just can't i don't know maybe it's some kind of ender's game thing where i'm like Oh, have you? Have you? Am I? I'm, I'm aware. Of okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I was like, whoops. <laughs> I don't think I've ever read it, but I'm aware of of what happens. We've I don't it care somewhere. for it, but it is an interesting ending. Or maybe we got rid of it. I don't remember. I do want to read the uh, As Above books, though. Yes. We're talking about well, Mass Effect. Kind of pulls a little bit from there, but Bob read through. Uh, I think the entire Foundation series, and he really dug it. I've heard good things. I don't think I've ever read any Asimov, but I know that I will like him when I get to it. Yeah. And it's like, it's there. Someday. Mm-hmm. I'm bored. I'll just pick it up. and I'll, Like with It's Always Sunny. <laughs> I just, I'm so charmed by how much you love this show. All the wasted years, Sheila. All the wasted well, years. What made you finally decide to pick it up? Alex brought uh, an episode from this season over. It was either this season or last season. The Time's Up one. The Me Too episode. I don't know that I've seen that one. It's from this season. Yeah, I don't think I... I've only seen one episode of this season. Okay. Uh, is Dennis in it? Yes. Because that, I think, is why Steve won't watch season 13. Because he's not in a lot of it? Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. It can. It's it's good enough where the rest of them can stand without him, I think. Yes. To an not extent. For, yeah, not permanently. Not forever, but, but... And I understand they've all got other stuff going on, but yeah, it is like... It, it's the game. You need them all yeah. together. But and I'm horrible about that kind of shit. Cause, and we do eventually like read fiction on this show. We just haven't talked in a while. So sorry, I don't think this is an overly long intro for us. No, that's fair. That's that's a very fair point you got there, Sheila. And that's what we always intended this podcast to be. is like a little bit of the media that we're consuming. Kind of a little bit of everything. A little exactly. bit of stalling. Exactly. Before we get to the horrific, embarrassing thing. Aye, aye, aye. Um, what was I going to say? But no, it was one of those shows that everyone always told me, oh my God, you got to watch this. Oh my God, you got to watch this. And I'm like, fuck you, don't tell me what to do. Yeah, isn't that the worst? Mm-hmm. I don't know how to actually communicate to someone when they do have to watch a show because I feel like, okay, be cool, be cool. Exactly. It was the same with Archer. Like, I waited a really long time to start watching Archer. And then I was like, oh, wait, this is kind of amazing. Okay. That one is a no brainer for you. And maybe the difference is someone has to tell you, like, you personally, this show is for you. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. Not just like, oh my god, this is amazing. You need to watch this. Like, yeah. fuck off. That's well, and that. sometimes people are wrong about that stuff. That's you true. Know, this is terrible. That's are you true. watching Sabrina? I haven't checked it out yet, okay. but I do think I will pop in for a few episodes. Have you watched it at all? Just the first one. I know that I'm going to watch the whole thing because it's like an Archie, um, what is the word? Franchise. So but I'm it, there. Has it grabbed you? Um, yes. I will say, if anything, the pilot was overstuffed and there was too much going on. Hmm. But to be fair, I was, like, sick and jet lagged. Ah. So I was like, oh, my God, this is, like, exhausting me. But it's probably just a normal amount of... I've, I've heard a few people say that there are just, like, a few too many plot threads. Mm. But I'm liking it. I I don't know if I'm buying Kieran and Shipka's acting, which is weird because she's supposed to be so good in Mad Men. And I like her in Flowers in the Attic, but that... Was you... she... She's the daughter? hmm Okay. She was good in Mad Men. For what she, like, the she wasn't in it, like, a ton, but she was pretty good. Well, and maybe playing a comic book character is a different kind of presence. Yeah, yeah. And maybe it's just that pilot thing, you know? Yeah, maybe she needed a little time to settle into the role. Yeah. But uh, I'm digging it. Okay. It's atmospheric. The soundtrack's amazing. Nice. Yeah. And I, you know, I love anything. I will literally watch and read and consume anything Archie. It is <laughs> this my is passion. true. This it's is true. very true. <laughs> All right. Shall we, uh... Yeah. Shall we do, do this? It. Okay. So, uh, I'm uh, hitting it first here. Hit it. 
And uh, last time, I believe it was uh, uh, we restarted Darcy and Renee because mm-hmm. there was the space opera one. But unfortunately, Sheila thought that was uh, too well written. <laughs> so I, I was not allowed to continue with that. Sorry. One. That's fine. But you're welcome, everybody. Because <laughs> this is done. I think this was done earlier and um, is, is significantly more terrible. So. Are you more emotionally sensitive about this one than you would be about Heartless? I don't think so. Okay. Um, maybe if I was reading the latest version, like that 400 page monstrosity, maybe that one, because I do think that that's maybe not good necessarily, but probably like the better, Mm -hmm. better than this. So I don't know. I mean, I was fine those first couple pages, but if I start quietly weeping while you're ripping on it, you'll know. (laughs) I haven't found it to be dreadful so far. Oh, we're just getting started. But I also still have not read through this, so oh. yeah. I mean, it could get it could get real fucking bad, and who the fuck knows? So, all right, flying blind. Yeah, let's let's do this. <clears throat> Rolling. All right. Uh, there was a scratchy scene change because mm-hmm. that's a thing we do. Admiring her first fully sewn dress, Meredith Baker giggled happily. After years of careful study at the ripe old age of sixteen and fully by <laughs> herself, she had finished a garment. Really not a day too soon, she thought. Uh, Cooper was set to be returning from the universities on the Empress Isles. So, I, like, love drawing maps and shit for some mm-hmm. fucking reason. So, I have, like, several sort of layouts of what this whole world looks like. like Excellent. These, like, uh, 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 yeah, I don't know why I felt the need to completely, like, stop and, like, share that with you. <laughs> I but. love maps. She touched the fabric and shivered at its softness. Weird. Sensual. (laughs) It's a sensual garment. Done in the finest fabrics. That's not in here. That's me being weird. (laughs) (laughs) She'd done it in a bold blue with black accents. I mean, that's a thing. Yeah, that is a thing. Uh, She only wished she'd had enough money to purchase shoes to match. Not that Cooper would mind. I don't remember this Cooper guy at all. Uh, That's my commentary. The room she had come to hate and love was filled with orange light as the sun began to sink in the sky. Odd reflections of light covered the room from the mirrors and the needles. And the needles? Yeah, I guess the needles are like hella reflective. (laughs) I like that image. Well, thank you. Yeah. Uh, Meredith set a match to the candle in the center of the room before she began searching for a box to fold her new dress in. (laughs) This is exciting. I know. Oh, yeah. Like riveting, right? Uh, she found one quickly and found the head seamstress down in the kitchen. Well, here's one thing that I always struggle with when I, I'm writing. Uh, it's the boring stuff. What amount of detail is world building and what amount of detail is like, why are you putting exactly. this in here? Yeah, or is I don't it know. like, why I am know. I reading this? Why am I wasting my time? This is the fucking worst. What am I doing? Well, and I can think of very few books where I have had that reaction of like, okay, tedious. Let's get to the... You well, because I think I mean, that's what the editor is for, right? The editor is going to fly in and be like, yeah, no, there's way too much shit in here. I guess so. I don't know. I mean, I 100% don't know, as you can tell from my book. <laughs> beach time. <laughs> Everybody likes going to the beach, Sheila. <laughs> it's true. It's relatable. <laughs> All right. Meredith told her she was leaving for the evening and hurried on her way home. Uh... We, we talked about how I have, like, scratched, like, pencil, like, notes in here. Yes. Yeah. So I have a uh, night scratched out by nightfall. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, held no comfort for the citizens of Captiva. Once the street side cafes and corners would be bustling with people enjoying the evening air. I need to Is stop. Captiva in Florida? Yes. Okay. <laughs> the Isle of Captiva. It's <laughs> okay. just north of Sanibel. <laughs> okay. Fun enough. Fun map facts. <laughs> oh, yeah. Since the first of the attacks started, the people fled to the safety of their thickly walled homes as though the damned walked the earth when the sun set. Meredith would purposefully... No, purposely... Yeah, words. I don't do words good. Maps I do, but words. Words, no, not at no all. No good. No. Meredith would purpose purposely... That doesn't make... Purposely isn't a word. It is. It is? It is. Okay. It just seems weird to me. Okay. There's a shade of nuance, I think, between purposely and purposefully. Sure. 
<laughs> I'm not that. going to go I'm, into I'm, it. I'm going to take that again. <laughs> Meredith would purposely linger at the fabric shop until just before sundown. There was something about the peaceful streets that agreed with her, even though they're being constantly attacked, apparently. By essentially the damned. Meredith, get out of there. Stop enjoying the <laughs> twilight and go home. You fool. Her mother and she had only been in Captiva for a few years, but the small fishing village... <laughs> Sorry, it's we've got the it's the damned at the door. I don't know if any of that picked up, so it was just like a like long silence for absolutely nothing. Okay, uh, but the clean air and cheery people were a stark contrast to the stout miners in the mountainous village of Rusa. Arriving at the ocean side on a clear spring day had been worth the tedious wagon trail they had to traverse. Oddly enough, it was the people who were the least welcoming. At a time, they came to accept a new family. After a time, excuse me. After a time, they came to accept a new family and stopped rudely staring on the street. I feel you have questions. Didn't she just say she came for the cheerful people? Yes. She did the clear okay. air, clean air and cheery people were a stark contrast to her last town. Oh, but why, why are you asking for narrative consistency? Meredith has goldfish brain. It's okay. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Okay. Uh, Meredith still received these glares often because she dared to walk outside after dark. Uh, The fishing village had recently become very attractive to the nearby Callians. Now that you remember, those were the dudes that Renee was fighting. But they're human, right? Yes, they're just human. Uh, The bounty from the sea was plentiful, and the nearby soil from the river delta was the most fertile on the continent. That's important information for you to have there. <laughs> uh, defending their home as best they could, the Captivans did not have the resources or the connections to pay for assistance. Yeah, the governor of Florida is no good. <laughs> no, fuck that guy. Uh, uh, Andrew Gillum for life, baby. Mm. And that's the that's the political sideswipe. That's the only one. There we're it doing. is. Yeah, we're done. Um, yeah, that's the only one we're doing. Uh, instead, they strengthened their home's walls. We talk about the thick walls a lot here, and barricaded their doors. People were told to stay in their homes after dark because most of the attacks had occurred at night. We definitely said that already. <laughs> uh, Meredith had seen the victims of these brutal attacks, but didn't feel herself to be in any trouble. So she's Meredith! Kind of, she's kind of a dummy. Yeah, she's 16. Yeah, true. Compared to the vicious streets of Rusa, Captiva was a paradise, even with the attacks. <laughs> oh, that ocean air, that 5 p.m. curfew. <laughs> Those evil glares that I get. <laughs> the dead bodies in the streets. <laughs> I love it here. It's great. <laughs> After s- another safely made trip home. <laughs> oh, God. Meredith pirouetted at her front door and took a deep bow toward the village streets. She blew kisses to invisible applauding spectators. I can just see your highs doing like <laughs> crazy shit out of the corner of uh, my uh, in my periphery. I'm like, Meredith, stop attracting attention. Jesus. <laughs> Before slipping into the house. Do your ballet inside. Mary, I believe that I told you to be home before sunset this morning. Uh, oh, no, Erica. Why? Why would you do that? Oh, what is it? Oh, her mom's name is Sherry. Why is that bad? Mary and Sherry? Sherry Baker stood at her stove and brandished her wooden spoon. I know it's not as bad here as it was back in Rusa. We're just really hitting that at that point home. Just <laughs> all on this miners, page. Man. Just letting you know. A town that we're probably never going to go to is fucking terrible. Uh, you know, I was just thinking that, Meredith smiled. But before you scold me anymore, question. What was going on in Rusa that's worse than, like, nightly barbarian attacks? I can pretty much guarantee you we will probably not find okay. out. <laughs> If I had to hazard a guess, it's nowhere in here. <laughs> okay, I'll just have to imagine. That's background shit, Sheila. We got no time for that no shit time. here. Time's up. Uh, you know, I was just thinking that, Meredith smiled. Before you scold me anymore, I have something to show you. She tapped the box she had carried with her. In with her. Wait here. Or there. It says wait there. <laughs> wait here. Practice. Or there. Wait somewhere. Just fucking wait. How's that? <laughs> just Cool your jets. God damn it, Sherry. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Sherry. Poor Sherry. Poor maligned Sherry. Sherry smiled and went back to the <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, she just wants her daughter to not die. 
I think that's asking a lot, personally. (laughs) All right. Sherry smiled and went back to preparing dinner. I didn't think you were that close to being finished. Uh, It really came together. uh, It really all came together this morning, she called back from the bedroom. I didn't think the hem was going to be as easy to do, but I measured the length almost perfectly. Good for you. Pulling two bowls out of the cabinet for the stew, Sherry thought for a moment how utterly perfect this little life was. Oh, Sherry. I knew she was going to die. I was going to interrupt and ask you if she was going to die. And now I know. (laughs) I honestly don't remember, but it's not trending well for poor Sherry. Uh, Whatever that idea popped into her head, it was immediately followed by a boulder of dread falling into her stomach. So she she knows. Uh, instead of dwelling on what the future held, she marveled at the spectacular beauty that emerged from the bedroom. Oh, sweetie, that color is perfect with your skin tone. Meredith pulled her skirts and tossed her hair over her shoulder. I think that Cooper will really like it. Who's this Cooper guy? Her boo. Her beau. You will always be my boo. I like that song. <laughs> <laughs> Things Erica likes. <laughs> Pacific Rim fan fiction. Maps. That song. That one song. <laughs> From a very long time ago. Um, where the fuck did it go? Sherry dished out the stew into the bowls and pushed the bread out, pulled the bread out of the oven. She didn't push it out of the <laughs> oven. That doesn't make any fucking sense. Ah, that's right. He's coming back soon. Tomorrow, Meredith exclaimed. His father said they were expecting him tomorrow unless the wagon train hit some bad weather. Well, with all the thaw and all that mud, Sherry stopped as the cheerful smile melted like the snow outside. But I'm sure he'll be back tomorrow. Now change back into your clothes and we'll eat. Uh, don't want to wreck that lovely dress, eh? Here's a very nice. Enjoy your last meal, Sherry. <laughs> <laughs> Hope it's good stew. <laughs> oh my goodness! But stew is a last meal. Also, fishing villages and stew seems odd, right? Maybe it's like a bouillabaisse. <laughs> French words. <laughs> the podcast. Hey, that shit's delicious, though. Well. You know me, I don't like seafood, but I don't get that at all. That makes me very sad. I wish I did. Then I could, too, enjoy the bounty of the sea. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I have been wanting to make, uh, uh, it just takes, like, literal, like, days to do it, is uh, a cassoulet. What is in that? It's, like, uh, white beans, you gotta do the whole duck confit thing. Uh, it's supposed to be just this delightful, lovely, like, French stew. Herbs it, it and deliciousness. takes, like, the preparation for it is intense. I imagine duck confit all on its own is... Is also pain. intense. Yeah. Oh, but that sounds so good. I tried it once, but I used a little bit too much salt. Oh, no. Yeah. And there's nothing you can do about that. Yeah, no, it's just ruined. Can but... you balance it if you do, like, sugar and um, acid, or is it... No. I mean, you could, but this was, like, really salty. Oh, no. Like, I didn't rinse it off after taking it out of the, uh, uh... I don't know that I was trying to make confit. Because, yeah, that doesn't make any sense then. I think I was just making duck breasts. But anyway, I had them in, like, a thing of salt, like, curing for a few oh, days. yeah. And I didn't wash it off before I, like, put it in the, uh, the pan to, like, salt oh. and shit. And I think I salted it again. Oh. Yeah, so when it came out, it was just like, oh, that's unfortunate. Oh, that's it looked gorgeous, worst. but just didn't didn't work out too well, unfortunately. I feel your pain. Yeah, because I love duck breast. Duck is delicious. I just feel like I've had more bad duck, like dry duck. Well, it needs life. to be, if it's not made properly, then it is. It's like the fucking worst thing because you've had it good, so you know how it's supposed to mm. taste. Yeah. So it's like anytime you have it poor, like made poorly, it's just, it pisses you off. Mm-hmm. Food. <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Uh, so the pair sat down to dinner enjoying each other's company and the hearty meal during a brief lull in the conversation the first odd noises began this really is like a fucking like zombie movie uh, thundering of horse hooves and iron against iron echoing through the streets of Captiva Sherry took a sip of water and shook her head this is ridiculous we supply grain and tons of fresh fish to the empire tons <laughs> literal tons but what are they there to do I know this we'll probably get to this probably not for being real because if you're raiding every night that's like a you resources problem you would think right you know what i've always had a hard time with though is like giving the the bad dudes in my story a good reason for being bad oh you know it's very much just like the generic fantasy well they're 
they're they're evil they enjoy right writing that's, pillaging. that's what they're doing that's their thing it's just like why are you asking me all these questions <laughs> uh they can't send a few troops down to keep these barbarians out of here distracted meredith nodded an agreement and went over to the window the shutters were locked but a large enough crack allowed her to see out into the street Stay away from the windows, Sherry ordered. Wood isn't going to stop iron. I love that little head thing you just did there. <laughs> I'm getting it just out of my periphery. It's like, amazing. Fix your windows. Fix your windows, bitch. Seriously. It's not all Callians, Meredith announced, straining to make out the figures. There's others out there, because she can tell. Uh, Sherry came up to the window and peered over Meredith's head. So there is. Huh. I take back what I said about the Empire. I said they finally decided to give us some help. There's people coming out of the inn, Meredith exclaimed. She turned to the door and started to open it, but Sherry pressed her hand against it, barring exit. But Mom, uh, no, the Imperial troops will be here in the morning. Yeah, I'm just seeing these face journeys from the, like, my peripheral vision, and it's amazing. Uh, you can hear the story then. Now help me clean the table. Was that just the one page? No, that was like two pages. Should I keep going? Yeah. Okay. I'll read these. Yeah, it looks like there's a... A little, like, not a scratchy scene change, but a, a pause where okay. I can stop. Uh, Renee, stabbed, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Renee stabbed her blade into the chest of the final callion with force and conviction. The body was shaken by a seizure before it came to rest. <laughs> she left it to rot before the bowels filled, but not before she ripped her sword free. Man, five minutes ago we were making pretty dresses, and now we're... Ooh. It's a juxtaposition, Sheila. I like it. <laughs> The Lamia, uh, blah, blah, blah. the Lamia approached her, all breathing heavily with exhaustion from the chase and slaughter. Are they human? Who? The Lamia. Yes. Okay. Everybody's human. Okay. As far as There's I no can, monsters. As far as I can remember. Okay. Uh, here, Kristoff tossed her a towel to wipe her blade. Whoo, that was a brutal ride. <laughs> <laughs> and it does say who there. H-O-O. Who? Who, boy? Who dog it? Who dog it? Woo-wee, too, Shane. That did not sound as good as you thought it would. God, I love Keenan. So good. This morning, Steve had me watching his um his David Ortiz that he did on Weekend Update. Did you see this? <laughs> yes, did you see the part about the Apple Watch? Because <laughs> you got to watch your apples. Oh, it was, it was so good. That is all. <laughs> hoo hoo. All right. Hoo. Hoo doggy. Renee nodded, uh, vigorously wiping the sweat from her face before she turned her attentions to the sword. Interesting that they lead us here, she commented. One would think they try to get us closer to their base camp. They are only barbarians, another of the Lamia offered. He earned himself a harsh glare from Kristoff and a word of advice from Renee. Do not write them off as barbarians. You'll last as long as a chambermaid in battle. <laughs> Insulting to the chamber, man. Yeah, okay. she has her own skill right, set. What the fuck, man? She gave Kristoff back his towel. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Glad we closed that narrative thread. Uh, but no more lectures and no more writing tonight. She looked around the square and gestured toward the few patrons trailing out of the inn. I think we can find a stout ale and lodging there. A lodging there. Period. Learn the reading cadence. First, let's get these bodies cleared out. Captiva's seen enough death over the last few years. She strode up to the inn, slightly nodding to the patrons, whose mouths gaped at the sight of the legendary protectress. I think that's the first time we use that in here. Uh, <laughs> after paying for the appropriate amount of rooms for her troop, uh, despite the innkeeper's desperate attempts to keep the space, give the space for free, Renee retired for the evening. She unfastened her armor, letting it clank to the floor, stretched her back before plopping onto the bed. After a moment's reflection and prayer for the dead, she pulled out her, pulled her chest plate onto her lap and began scraping the blood from the surface and i think that's where i'm gonna stop can i just say that something about inns in fantasy novels is so cozy right because like there's like this lovely like evocative image of just this really kind of small room that's got like the stone walls and this roaring fireplace going mm -hmm. warm lighting good company safety yeah good beer, food after a long food, ride exactly yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's that. <laughs> well, I love Meredith, <laughs> and I love Sherry. Oh, Sherry. <laughs> Poor doomed Sherry. God, I know. <laughs> is Darcy going to come into the story? Your yes. Darcy? She okay. is, definitely. Yes. Is she Meredith? Maybe. I is she? Yeah. 
<laughs> yes, totally is. Okay, excellent. Oh, I look forward to hearing the next installment. So that uh, there was always that narrative thread of like the lost princess, mm-hmm. Darcy being like the lost princess, and I don't know if that was from the beginning. Uh, I don't remember if. I think more or less. Was it? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. I can't remember. I don't, I don't really. No. I don't think so either. I think it was one of those things that once I started writing it, I. I, I started doing for some reason. Mm-hmm. And that's one of those things that I was never able to, like, divorce myself from, mm-hmm. you know? And I think we talked about it a little bit on the last uh, episode where if I ever do go back, um, I, I think it needs to just be kind of stripped down and, like, boiled down to its it, its component parts and just kind of figure out a way to do it. But, and I do think I talked about this in the last episode as well, I started a new D&D campaign recently. And I am playing as Renee. Oh, that's awesome. It is really rad. I'm really stoked for it. So she is a level three fighter. And the dull, like, we'll say the mythos from, like, you know, the writing, it plays a part in her backstory and shit. So I'm Are you of, the DM also? I am not. Oh, okay. No. Yeah, I'm just a... Just like, that's a lot of work. Yeah. No, no, no. That's... Yeah, you can't... I wouldn't one think... Or the other. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes the DMs will have, like, uh, NPCs that they'll yeah. kind of play as and have that kind of... So they can, like, participate in combat and shit, but, um, well, I mean, they're already participating in combat, but, you know, on the, on the player's side, but, um, yeah, so, like, Beth knows in the backstory and everything, so it's entirely possible that he might pop out at some point in this, uh, campaign, so. Excellent. I'm kind of jacked. I'm jacked, too. Yeah, so. <laughs> Stoked to see it live on, in a way. Oh. So. Good times. Excellent. <laughs> Shall we change gears here? Let's change gears, yes. Okay. So, if I'm doing a bunch of retread, I don't know if my story's just really repetitive or when or what. So, we were talking before we got on to record. Uh, Sheila thinks that the next couple pages she may have already read, and she wanted to skip them. But I suggested just barreling through, because we, we were looking at a little bit of it, and I don't remember doing any of it so it's possible that maybe we did but i think that since we're doing the linear story now it makes the most sense to just kind of barrel through with it yes so if this seems like something you've heard before i'm sorry my pages were all out of order okay i'll I'll try for new jokes but i don't remember like anything so (laughs) i'll just i'll just be the same oh my god (sighs) okay we'll talk about a wrinkle in time again yeah we did that in the first night (laughs) five or six episodes <laughs> like the, that exact favorite. same anecdote the same every, every fucking time oh God, the worst that's probably what i'm like in my personal life and i don't even know <laughs> there she goes again okay um, goes. oh oh no i hate that song oh yeah that song is terrible what was it sixpence <sighs> then the richer no that was yeah no it's not they did that kiss me oh song, i hate that they? song even more kiss me fuck off uh, well, I don't know why I hate that song so much, but I, they played I, it for all the fucking time when we were in high school. Well, and it's just so saccharine. Yeah, like even even at a time when met much music was like that, it was just stood out as fucking terrible. Indeed. Okay, so we were at the beach, and now we're drinking milk and cereal, and I don't know. We're about to go to school. Milk and cereal, like that, like was what? What's what did she call the Captain Crunches? Um, a lodestock of the glimmering sugar tidbits? I believe that was the last line okay. from the last time you read. Perfect, because that's exactly where I think we are. Cool. <laughs> so, okay, so... It, it, okay, here we go. Conversation revolved solely around Saturn's would-be paramour. Darcy? Yes, Saturn. How many times was it humanly possible to importune? Do you really think she likes me? Um, would you do me a favor? Depends, I wavered. Like what? Would you ask her out for me? He implored me. No, this is Cleo, right? Yes. He was like a massive dick too. Yes. Okay. He love her. Yeah. Say yes and become the unwilling messenger of the fleet-footed fairy of frivolity. Jesus oh, fucking God. Christ! I was just going to make a Dennis system joke, but I don't think I can now after that <laughs> sentence. Sorry. So it's all right. This is the anti-that. <laughs> Say no and pulverize Saturn's tender heart. Which was more viable? Although I didn't relish the prospect of constantly scampering between Romeo and Juliet, I couldn't deny Saturn. Okay, but I think she's more likely to say yes if you do it. Hey, Saturn, I said suspiciously. You used not to like her. 
Oh, I know. But she was always kind of there. Here's a question. Yeah. Here's a question. Here's an answer. If a dude had his lady friend ask you out for him, you're 1,000% saying no, right? Okay. Well, I'm 34. That's a huge red flag. But in high school, um, it wouldn't impact. Like, if I liked the guy, it would be a yes either way. And if I didn't, it would be a no either way. So it would not affect my decision. Whereas now, I would be like, um, yeah, you nah. blew it. Yeah. Like, what? Who are you? Why are you talking to no. me? No. Yeah. But I think in high school, I would have found that charming. <sighs> yeah. I, I'm trying to think if that ever happens to me, but I don't think it did. It 1,000% did not happen to me. No. No one asked me out in high school. No, that's not 1,000%. True. Yeah. No, we went on a double date. <laughs> we did go on a double date, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> you know, fun fact, I actually gave my number to Matt, like... 10 years later at Charlie Creed's wedding. Did you ever hear from him? You know, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Huh. I feel like... Hmm, maybe you were like, I'm interested, I'm not interested. No, because we did have a good time then. We hung a lot around a lot that weekend. Because he was Aww. one of the only people that we, like, mean, like... Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I want to say I gave him my number. He was a nice guy. He was. He was a cool dude. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Random thing. All right. <laughs> Besides. Back. Let's do the time warp again. Let's do it. Uh, it was comfortable knowing that if I needed a girl, I could have her. My face. My face. Wait. Wait. Say that again? It was comfortable knowing that if I needed a girl, I could have her. I, I put the emphasis on the wrong thing. But oh. he's saying, like, she was always around. Okay. Yeah. That's upsetting. Um, but now I think she's given up on me. She's flirting with other guys. And I guess, I guess I'm jealous. Saturn was valiant in the leering means of teasing violence and crime, but apparently Jesus Christ. Okay. But apparently love was his Achilles heel. God forbid he should ever be outright burned. Yeah, right? Jesus. You want me to call Cleo and get her over here now? I offered. No, he yelped briskly. Okay, you want me to ask her tomorrow? Or maybe you could write a note and I could deliver it? Hey, we could do that. Saturn demonstrated his indebtedness to me by performing an inspirational and sprightly gymnastic frolic on the rug. Just write it down and I'll give it to her tomorrow. Uh, oh, are we doing the do you like me? Yes, check, no. Exactly what we're doing. Yes. Is this like a Cyrano de Bergerac thing? <laughs> this was probably the year that I saw Cyrano de Bergerac. Ah, at the there you go. Hospital. Okay. God almighty. Uh, unforeseen complication. I'm not really a good speller. <laughs> Maybe if you could write it. And you would dictate it? Sure. Okay. Let's do it right now. Say, dear Cleo, <laughs> Saturn breathed in flowery tones. Yeah, this, this, this is me, like, trying not to just be like, this is like Charlie and the waitress. I'm, I'm fighting to not just talk about that, like, ad nauseum. So you keep, that's why I'm like. I know how much. Sitting back over here. Yes. Oh, my God. 25 years too late. <laughs> Please continue. It's just like, we all discovered it in like 2003. Maybe it was a little after that, but still. I believe it started in 2005. Yeah. I was drinking wine out of cans 10 I years I remember ago. you doing that. Yeah. And I was actually at your house when your uh, your cousin was there. Yeah. And we, I think we were all doing it. And I was like, I don't know what the fuck this is about, but it's booze, so let's it was, do it. It was fun. Yeah. And I miss Colin. He was fun. Uh, hi. First of all, I'm sorry for not paying attention to you all these years. I translated into verse worthy of the epithet of poetry. I apologize from the depths of my heart for having neglected you. I didn't know the beauty of what I was missing. I think you're one hot chick. Absolutely unacceptable. You are the loveliest vision of pure beauty I've ever laid eyes on. <laughs> like Darcy, you are, are cock-blocking him unintentionally. Now, is, she, is she wearing a fedora when she's writing this? She's probably. Okay. <laughs> she's probably wearing one of the boys' fedoras. <laughs> And um, say, I would really like to go out with you. He directed me bard-like. Okay, I've had enough of her sarcasm. Yeah. Yeah. You she's, been, me... she's been pretty snippy the last couple chapters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Getting more snippy. You would do me great honor if you, the embodiment of earthly beauty, would be my true love. There's no greater pleasure for me than that of your company. I scrawled. Yeah. That's it, I guess. Does it sound okay? Sounds great. I bore staunch confidence, confident, in my rose-tinted epistle. Okay, guess we're done, Saturn said offhandedly. He sloughed his Byronic exterior like a snake skin. <laughs> Yo, let's go eat or something. <laughs> Saturn. That was the extent of the limited time showing of Lovelorn Saturn. That, that's over. That chapter. <laughs> that storyline has concluded. 
Capricious banter with Saturn, demented philosophizing with Dakota, and haphazard cartwheels with William were melting out of existence. Tomorrow was the day. Jeremy dropped by for tea, as William bawled with what he termed a... Okay, wait, wait, yeah. wait, wait, what? Yeah, well, he didn't. William is doing a British accent. Oh. <laughs> with what he termed a limey accent. That's racist. <laughs> Jeremy, hey, what's up? Nothing. <laughs> Jeremy growled. No, Love so Jeremy. was that William speaking there? Um, because I think that needs to yes. be done in a British accent if that's what he's doing. Yeah, I can't do a British accent. I can't do an Australian accent either. Do you I'll tell you how I figured that out. At one time where we were on state and division, and it was like four o'clock in the morning, and we had slices of pizza, and we were talking to those two guys, and I was doing a like. <laughs> Quasi British Australian accent for some fucking reason. Oh my God. You, you don't remember this. I don't. Okay. I was probably wasted. Yeah, yeah. We should have definitely gone home, but I have this very distinct memory of that happening. I kind of remember the pizza, yeah. which says a lot about me. <laughs> why? Why were we ever hanging out there? We used to go every now and again. We, I mean, it was fun. It was. There were a few decent bars over there, and yeah. like, yeah, every now and again we would go. It wasn't like a regular spot for us. No. It wasn't like the apartment. But why were we in Lincoln Park all the time? Like, why weren't we in like? I don't you know, know why. Because we we found um, uh, Prost or Proust oh, was yeah. there, and that's kind of where we would always go and hang. And then we kind of migrated to the apartment for some fucking reason. Well, and I liked that pub, the Red Lion. Red Lion was good, which I think was the first floor of the apartment. Yes, oh. I believe and it, so. It met our needs at the time. Indeed, <laughs> very true. Very true. Okay. Uh, so, got any special reason for coming over? William inquired bluntly. <laughs> That's rude. Gotta go over something with Darcy. Jeremy peeled. What? Heady curiosity blazed through Dakota's veins, visible beneath his translucent skin. Magical realism. <laughs> Get off the back of my chair and you'll see, came the astringent reply. Meekly, Dakota somersaulted off. <laughs> You're just doing all kinds of, like, gymnastics He loves gymnastics in this fucking weird <laughs> little family. Now go get me all. <laughs> Sorry. Now go get me all the makeup. Does it really say yes, that? It does. That's amazing. He came to do a makeover. Again. <laughs> Again. Dakota danced away and returned, burdened to capacity with cosmetics, which he ceremoniously bestowed upon Jeremy. That they stole from all the other girls that they murdered. <laughs> <laughs> Along with the sexy nightgown. Oh my god, I was listening to that earlier. I died at that fucking nightgown shit, man. I have to remember I was 12. Oh my god. Oh god. Um, now listen to me, Darcy. Jeremy pronounced, I can make it look like you're a regular girl experimenting with makeup, like any normal girl from your kind of neighborhood. Or I can make it look like you're one of the neighborhood girls who overdo it with the makeup. <laughs> it would be better for you to have the makeup to go with the hair and the clothes, but it's your choice. So you need to look like a hoa. <laughs> <laughs> to be a hoa. Uh, well, I guess you should make me look like one of the neighborhood girls then. Yeah, what neighborhood is this? Hold still. Well, and why is Jeremy so good with the makeup? I, for the same reason that Wolf Halleck is like an avid fan of German expressionism. It's his hidden talent. <laughs> In an aesthetic delirium, he daubed on everything, buttered my face <laughs> liberally, crafted the effect of self-applied makeup. Like, that's how good he is. Camouflaged me among the strumpets of the streets. You look like a whore. <laughs> <laughs> One other thing, and I will stop talking about it, I promise. <laughs> Which is a blatant lie. Is this about Frank Reynolds? Yes, I adore the way he says or <laughs> It's a glorious. He just really, like, hits that H really hard, and it makes me really cool. happy. Danny DeVito, he just does depraved so well. Oh my god, he's so good at It's a fucking special show. kind of, like, undone, <laughs> disgusting mania, and you have to appreciate it. You it really must be do. so fun to play. Oh, like, like, there's no way that they're not just, like, laughing their asses off constantly. Oh my god, I like, know. Like, on those shoots. I wonder how much of the conversations are improv, because they're so fast in how they talk over each other, and I love that, because that's how people really talk, and I've never seen that in any other piece of media. Mm -hmm. I've always loved that about that. It's glorious. It is. Okay, I'll stop. I'm sorry. No. Jeremy. Yeah, not at all, and I'm not going to stop, but okay, go ahead. So this is the page that I feel like I may have already read, but sorry. No, we'll do it. it fast. We're cool. Jeremy, I breathed. Thank you. You should do this for a living. I mean, you're a professional. 
A self-mocking sneer skittered over his lips for a moment like a pestilent centipede scurrying to refuge. I'll do your makeup every morning. (laughs) He asserted. (laughs) I have nothing better to do. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Thank you, Jeremy. I burbled. I can't thank you enough. He just came over to do her makeup. You're going to do this every morning? That's his How old is he? 19. Okay, so you're a 19-year-old dude, <laughs> and you're coming over to do a 16-year-old's makeup. Sure. All right. Yep. That sounds about right. That's, okay. I'm going to get up at 7 a.m. every day to come over and do your makeup. You're welcome. <laughs> Jeremy sallied forth from my oasis of contentment, and I sagged onto the receiving couch. Dakota, obeying some intrinsic whim of sweetness, bequeathed to me his hand-mixed lemonade nice oh thanks she sounds really good <laughs> i know i was like what but okay we don't need to get into like what is a hand dipped milkshake and why is that special i never understood hand dipped or even hand cut fries i'm like i don't care how you cut them i will say though at red hot ranch in the city they do they cut the potato like right into the fry basket oh and it goes right in okay and, and that's like oh somebody said that red hot ranch is better than Ocheval true mm, it's two different things for me yeah that's like i don't think going, that's a fair I'm, comparison i'm getting i've never had a burger from red hot because i'm getting either oh, a polish you get a dog right? or i'm getting a dog because their dogs are like i mean it's called red hot ranch fuck right off are their hot dogs good so are the polish <laughs> yeah, fuck right off fuck right <laughs> off um i'm very passionate about uh the, the shit i stuff in my mouth um oh, it's important it's something terrible um but uh yeah i don't know because i think the Oshaval is a is a it's a good burger mm-hmm. it's like a stuffy burger but it's a good burger stuffy got stuff on it i mean or it's stuff, like fussy. but it's kind of fussy right it doesn't have much on it not though. overly fussy but when you go to Oshaval, Oshaval is a fussy Oshaval is fussy yeah, yeah it's but they're a fussy small Cheval. and that's where you really should go which i've never been to oh really yeah oh we should stop yeah we should that's I've good been, i've been thinking that sounds good um uh, I think I've been there like once, and we've been to Oshaval a couple times. Uh, but yeah, the burger's good. It's a good fucking burger. And they mm-hmm. have like a really thick cut bacon that they like put maple mm-hmm. on. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> Shut the so fuck good. up and fuck off. <laughs> hey, I've been fasting a lot recently. I'm allowed to like be masturbatory over food, all right? That's fair. Um, but uh, yeah, I just, I can't, I wouldn't compare the two because Red Hot Ranch is more about uh, the, the dogs and Oshaval is more about um, the burger and they have a really good, uh, Bob had it, the bologna sandwich, fried bologna there is supposed to be really good. I'm skeptical of that. I don't like bologna, so I was like, yeah, no, thank you. But I had a really good duck heart hash there. That sounds like it would be so good, but I wouldn't be able to get past what I was eating. Oh, see, that just, I don't give a fuck about that. That doesn't bother yeah. me. But um, uh, uh, their food there is just good. Plus, have- how many ducks do you have to kill? All of the ducks. <laughs> it was a duck massacre. This, this podcast is very heavy on the duck murder. <laughs> but um, it was good. It was really, really good. And then their other restaurants are uh, tasty as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bavette's is really good. You've been talking about that, and I, I really want to go there. It's one of the best steaks I've ever had in my entire life. What kind of steak did you get? Uh, ribeye. We had we did Kobe beef when we were in Japan. <sighs> oh my god! Yes. I you know I would never pay that much for steak again. But like it was like well we're there. I so. have told Bob that if we ever get down to the goal weight that I am ordering some uh, uh, either wagyu or uh, Kobe. Right and, on. Yeah, that's like the perfect thing. And ruining to do. it because I don't know how to cook it. But I mean, one steak is not gonna. Oh, ruin the steak. Yeah, uh, yeah, but you're a good cook. You'd be fine. For the most part. You gotta be careful because there's so much fat in there. Oh, yeah. You don't want to cook it all off because that's supposed to be, like, that's the whole point of it, you know? Yeah, you'd need to do your research. Yeah. Welcome to Food the Podcast. (laughs) Welcome to Meat the Podcast. (laughs) All right. Makeup the Podcast. Oh, thanks. I sighed. I basked in the irenic silence, devoid of... Also, real quick, I don't think this is the same makeover scene. Yeah, really? I don't think it is. I think I... I think it's a different one. I think you're right. I think she talks later or earlier. I, you know, there's clearly a lot of makeover scenes, even more than I thought. All pivotal. Pivotal. Seminal. <laughs> Best of genre. <laughs> uh-huh. Darcy. Huh? Dakota squirmed. Do you? Oh, I don't mean to sound insulting or anything, but do you like Jeremy? 
<laughs> the burning question all 15 year old boys have so jeremy's sitting there doing her makeup no he left he's oh he's gone forth. he's gone yeah. okay he's gone <laughs> Dakota's not that socially I was awkward. like, wow, what a douchey <laughs> thing to ask. I feel like William might do that, but he's 12. Sure, I like him. I gibbered virtuously, dripping with my spurious innocence. He's my friend, just like all you guys. <laughs> I feel like Jeremy would be more like, <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> it's not, it's not going to work. Darcy. 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 Angry. No. Um, <laughs> he's just my friend, just like all of you guys. You know what I mean. Counterfeit emotions would not slide with Dakota. I grimaced. You can tell. Sort of. I don't think he knows. Or if he does, he just doesn't care. That's nice. That's <laughs> 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 helpful. Um, oh, Dakota. I mean, I don't love him. I love Taylor. You know that, and I know it, too. She doesn't know what love is. <laughs> she needs him to show her. <laughs> I want to know what love is. I want Jeremy to show her. <laughs> oh. That was a logical progression, but I wasn't expecting that. That's outstanding. Every time I even think about Jeremy, I feel so guilty for being unfaithful to Tay. He loves me wholeheartedly. He's devoted to me. I don't know. Maybe he's too nice. Oh, Darcy. But that's why I love him. I don't know. I, I don't know. Dakota chuckled jovially. You didn't need to say it twice. I know. It's just a, a crush. Only it's different because Jeremy's it's so weird. A little crush. <laughs> If I could flirt with him, then I guess I'd be cured. But since he's so unreceptive, so blind or uncaring or whatever, it gets me frustrated. Makes me want to win him over. Do you have any inkling of what I'm saying? I blustered as Dakota whipped his head around. <laughs> I whip my hand. <laughs> Maybe an inkling, he said briskly. But someone's home. We better shut up now. Finish your lemonade. I polished it off, saturated for the moment with puckering citrus, and hailed Ivan, who stumbled rapidly through the door. Is he foaming at the mouth? <laughs> Ivan, you're home early, Dakota observed. Yo, <laughs> boss didn't yell at me today. I was a good monkey. This is me understanding the working world. <laughs> so wait, because no, no, somebody got a job at a... DJ, radio DJ. station. No. Saturn, right? Yes. Okay. What Ivan just works at a record store. That's right. That's Ivan right, and Taylor right, work right, at the record right, store. Forgot about that. Okay. <laughs> it's an important detail. Totally. Gotta go. I'm supposed to pick up Ursula at 5.15. See you around. The soul of wit, Ivan barreled back out. Why that was an even important come home scene. <laughs> right, just like don't step home. I think they I think yeah, good point. Like <laughs> what? Hi. You know, this was before cell phones. Oh, fair. Maybe he had to check in to let them know he had not been waylaid by Wolf Halleck had Wolf not Halleck. Uh, ripped his throat out. Yes. Exactly. Good point. Good, good point. Yeah, I know. After thirty parching seconds of jejun speculation, I blurted out. You know what? It seems like all of a sudden everybody's in love. I mean, there's me and Tay, there's Ivan and Ursula and Saturn and Cleo. <laughs> and in a way, even William and Mixie. Why do you hate that kid so much? No, I feel bad you about that. You hate him so much. <laughs> that kid did nothing to you. He's done nothing he to you. Committed the crime of also being 12. <laughs> This unlikely raillery heaved Dakota bodily into a ribald convulsion of laughter. Me too, Dakota. When he regained his mental equilibrium, he offered, Yeah, I see what you mean. It's just me and Jeremy who don't have someone, isn't it? <laughs> First of all, I now ship Dakota and Jeremy. Oh, oh, yes. New fanon. This, this little aside was intended as a meditation, not as a harbinger of spite or envy. Nevertheless, it was not lacking a saber point. Don't worry, we're almost to a scene change. I'm going to go write a 500-page fan fiction about oh. Dakota and Jeremy. This is not... That page does not belong in there. <laughs> this is the next page. So I rendered my matchmaking services at his disposal. If there's any ever any girl who you're interested in, I'll see what I can do, okay? Okay, <laughs> Dakota twinkled. Or if it's Jeremy, I'm not going to help you with that. <laughs> Should I stop there? Sure. Okay. Here's your, your rogue page. Thank you. <laughs> so how many make uh or make makeover scenes are do you think are in, i are feel in the story? like i thought there were three but there might be four <laughs> like at least right 
I don't know how many times. I mean, can she figure out how to do her own makeup? Unless Jeremy keeps coming over and that's what we keep like getting to. Are you suggesting that Jeremy is coming over for um, spurious reasons? No, no, no. I think he's just coming over to do her makeup. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah, he feels bad <laughs> for whatever reason. It's like, why does he? Why? Like, like why, dude? Maybe he's happy that someone secretly appreciates his hidden talents. Oh, maybe. Ooh, that'd be a fun fan fiction, right? I think Jeremy has depth. <laughs> that's the au jeremy has depth <laughs> and we just kind of go from there she likes something about him but i think it's his hot bod and, and bad boy and because he's nature. dark yeah he's like the moon he's dark <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> cold and uncaring <laughs> and, and changing with the seasons oh my goodness not that, steadfast and godly that was, that was, that was a fun metaphor <laughs> Was it Taylor was the peeling of the church bells on Sunday morning? Like, give me the moon. Right. Like, please. Seriously. All right, folks. Well, I think we are going to uh, leave it there for this episode. Thank you again for joining us. Uh, as always, you can find us on TeamPoomaKnife.com where we have all of our other podcasts. Uh, we've got a uh, real play D&D podcast. We've got uh, movie chats, general chats, and then uh, some Game of Thrones action while we're patiently awaiting for that biz to... Uh, <sighs> restart i've got some fun ideas though for the finale for that what we're thinking is uh god only knows if this will happen or not having a whole bunch of people over and doing like a live podcast like after the show that would be fun and maybe like pulling in different people you know like to be like oh hey what did you think or whatever just kind of like a party sort of thing i like that i don't know if it'll work i don't know if it'll happen but that's just one of the things we've been kind of rolling around in the old uh mind grapes <laughs> So, but is there a date for no fuck like what the shit guys like give us a date it's got to be done right I think the shooting is done they don't know how long production would take I guess but it's like dates please need a date seriously give me something to live for through the winter exactly exactly uh but uh, thank you for joining us and as always we will talk to you next time good night. This has been a Puma Knife production.